everyone, welcome to a review episode of the Games Are Fun podcast. Today we are giving our review for the PlayStation 5. My name is Luke Armstrong and I am your host. Joining me today for this review are my two co-hosts, Garrett Neely and Adam Beagle. Garrett, how's it going, buddy? Doing well. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm doing great. Adam, how are you doing? I'm also doing great. I got a long weekend ahead of me, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's right. You Americans have uh, Thanksgiving weekend. That's exciting. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Today's episode is all about the PlayStation 5. So as most of you know, all three of us were lucky enough to secure PlayStation 5 consoles and have had time to check them out. I think you two got them launch day, right? So you've had Mm -hmm. from November 12th to today. I've had a little less time than you guys, but uh, nonetheless, like, we, we've all had plenty of time with the console, and so we wanted to do a full episode that devoted time to giving our impressions and thoughts on the next generation of PlayStation. So that's what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be all about the PlayStation 5 and our opinion on it so far. But before we get to all of that, we wanted to mention that episodes of Games Are Fun release every single week. Each week we get together to discuss the biggest topics in the video game industry and give impressions on recent game releases. Games Are Fun is available on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Just search for Games Are Fun on your podcast platform of choice. If this is your first time checking out Games Are Fun, I encourage you to check out some of our other episodes if you're interested in general game and news discussions. We typically only do you know, game-specific review episodes for like major releases. Uh, for this one, obviously, we're reviewing the PlayStation 5 console, but our regular show typically just kind of consists of you know the news trending industry topics that kind of stuff and then we catch you up on what we've been playing on all the different platforms so uh please if this is your first episode you're checking out maybe uh check check our back to our regular episodes because then you can kind of get a feel for what games are fun podcast is typically like so um, it would be greatly appreciated if you could subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you listen on. If you are one of the many listeners using Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a review over there. Also, mark your calendars for December 12th. From 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time, we are teaming up with Luke and Claire from Lukewarm Games for a live stream event to raise money for Extra Life 2020. We've each chosen to support mission-critical funding for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Uh, With 170 hospitals nationwide, each location treats thousands of kids annually, regardless of their illness, injury, or family's ability to pay. So we're going to be streaming a bunch of different games for 12 hours over on twitch.tv slash gamesarefunpodcast. So make sure you head over there right now and, and ensure that you're following us so that you will be notified when we're going live on December 12th. In the meantime, you can donate now if you just go to extra-life.org slash team slash lukewarm games are fun. We have a donation goal of 500 US dollars, which I think we will have no problem reaching that goal with your guys' help. Um, but it would be great if we could even beat that goal of $500 just so we can raise some money for some kids. So please tune in December 12th, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's going to be a lot of fun on that Saturday. So we're looking forward to it. One last thing before we get into the review. 
it would be greatly appreciated if you could head over to gamesarefunpodcast.com to see our collection of merch. We have a whole collection of t-shirts. We have some stickers. We have a mug on there. And we'd really appreciate it if you went and checked out the stores. We put a lot of hard work into building that store and getting it up and running. So if you enjoy Games Are Fun, purchasing something from our store is a great way to provide some financial support that goes towards making bigger and better content at Games Are Fun. So thank you to everyone who's already picked up a shirt. We really appreciate it. And yeah, I guess that's it for housekeeping. That's all I have. So guys, let's get into the the review discussion. So PlayStation 5 released November 12th. We were all lucky to to get that pre-order. We actually on Very one, lucky. yeah one of the episodes YouTube yep. <laughs> got your pre-orders in while we were recording, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we're we we're very fortunate for that. Uh, you know, I knew I was lucky, but even seeing all the people on Twitter and talking to people, and I just feel so bad for them because like it, you know, I'm sure there was people that maybe had this expectation that there would be some more towards the end of the year post launch day but it you know as we've heard that it's pretty much out of stock and the only way you can get your hands on it is through scalpers so um yeah, yeah. it's disgusting to see that there's that group of scalpers that that ended up getting like 3500 consoles so that's 3500 people that wasn't able to get a pre-order because these people want to game the system make a quick buck off of uh other people's misfortunes it's it's terrible yeah totally so if you're one of those people that are considering i mean it's your money you can do whatever you want with it but just know like you can pay half the price that these people are charging you in an, in a couple months you know it's mm-hmm. it the wait is going to feel like forever and it does suck trust me i've been in that position many times before for new releases um and for for video game consoles it took me a long time before i was able to get a nintendo switch um so yeah just hang on wait for those uh set up some alerts there's lots of resources out there that will you know Hit up, uh, probably give a follow to Wario64 would be a, a good recommendation of mm-hmm. ours because he's posting yep. when those are, are going to go live. And um, he also just posts and lots of great deals anyway. So he'd be a The really easiest ball. way to put these guys out of a job is to not pay a cent over MSRP. Yep. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. So... Let's remind everyone in case they missed what uh, consoles we got. So, Garrett, you and I got the all-digital version of the console. That's right. Adam, you got the one with the disk drive. That's right. Yep. So, right off the board, no difference in the consoles besides that. They have the same exact amount storage. They come with the same accessories, just a dual sense, USB-C cable, your power supply, HDMI 2.1 cable, and that's it. So did, were you guys surprised that they didn't include any other little extras in the box? I mean, typically with a launch console, it's not, not the case that usually comes when they're, you know, on markdowns and they're trying to push, push incentives for people to buy Mm -hmm. them. But, you know, did you guys like, would it, would it make any difference if they added like a ps plus subscription in there maybe a playstation now trial for like a month or something like that do you think they could have added something in there or is that just like no it's sony they they don't do too much of that i mean i i kind of think they did enough by 
giving us Astro's Playroom for free. Uh, those that have uh, PlayStation Plus can get Bug Snacks for free. Um, plus, they have the uh, was it the PlayStation Plus Collection, so mm-hmm. a backlog of many of their first party games. Fortunately, unfortunately, it's not all first party games, but it is a, a very substantial portion, uh, including Bloodborne, which is <laughs> uh, a game. I'm I am a Bloodborne stan. Um, <laughs> So like anybody that hasn't played it, go get it. So I, I think they, they gave enough through that. Um, obviously, it wouldn't hurt to have like PlayStation Plus, but I mean, most people uh, probably already have that. So maybe PS Now might have been um, a little bit something extra they could have threw in there. But honestly, I don't think um, they needed to or I don't think it would have made a difference. Yeah, I agree. Um, but PlayStation Now is... a service i've never tried out so selfishly that would have been cool to have you know a one month free trial of that or something but yeah any good console launch uh the the console comes with some sort of free game and they gave us that with astro and not just you know any free game they gave us a really 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 good free game so Mm -hmm. um i was pretty happy with with what was in the box um the fact that they included a charging cable for the controller was, uh, I mean, a plus in my eyes. They don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's you know, in the world of electronics, any anything they can do to shave off a couple pennies is worth it to them in the long run. So um, was happy that they, you know, included the cable and um, uh, basically just packed in a really good game with the system. And, and like you said, Adam, the, the collection was really cool too. I was playing some of the... Uh, games that were on there earlier today actually and kind of just checking out a few things that i never got a chance to play on ps4 so um i think they get did a good born. job of, yeah <laughs> I, i've actually got it downloaded so i need nice. to get into that um uh, maybe after demon souls we'll see so alongside the console they obviously launched a line of licensed products you could buy the dual sense separately there's a charging dock the headset the playstation camera the media remote and i think that's it i think i got them all sounds about right yeah, yeah. so yeah. i i ended up getting a, an extra dual sense um for myself not because i really need it right now but just because i had the opportunity um what about you guys adam you got the you got a couple accessories didn't you i only got the headset uh because right. i needed to replace my uh my old ps4 gold headset that i got years and years ago um that's been falling apart for a while now so i decided to go with the headset um i pretty much put everything else besides the camera on christmas list (laughs) so so you know i'm hoping to uh end up getting some some accessories through through gifts because i definitely want um i definitely want another dualsense controller uh, the charging stand would be a, a plus, um, you know, especially since uh, maybe you can't charge at least out of the front yeah. USB port on the, the PS5, which is kind of weird. There's an update um, on that, actually. To, as of oh. today, I, they pushed a new system update that should enable that on any console that it's not working Oh, great. On, so. Yeah. yeah. So I, I made a joke on Twitter that... Um, I can't charge my du- my new DualSense controller on my <laughs> PlayStation 5 while it's in rest mode. However, I can charge it through my Xbox One X while it's in <laughs> yeah. rest mode. So I just I found a little irony in that, and I made yeah. a little joke. But uh, yeah, so I, with the exception of the camera, um, I just added all you know the remote, the the charging stand, extra controller, put all those on Christmas list. So cool. 
How are you good? Yeah, and I'm in the I'm in the same boat. I actually um you know was interested in the 3D uh headset uh, but then after doing a little bit more research, I found the uh, headset that I settled on was the Arctis uh, Steel Series Arctis 7X. Um, just went with it because it works kind of on everything, and I knew that it was going to work with Xbox, which is kind of notorious for having uh, a little bit different uh, connectivity when it comes to headsets. So um, I went with that. Um, the 3D audio works just, just fine on it, so um, no issues there. But as far as other accessories, I didn't pick anything else up. Um, kind of waiting to see if I can get any of that for Christmas as well, just like Adam mentioned. So really just looking for another controller and the uh, the charging stand at this point, just uh, so I can kind of clean up the setup a little bit. While it was very, very kind of them to include that charging cable, I, I do want to kind of clean up the wires a little bit. So um, the, they might make another $30 off me for, for <laughs> one of those. So we'll see. And plus, you know, I want to... Uh, I have not had the experience of, of checking out um, Sackboy yet, and that's a game that I probably would, mm-hmm. would want to play with my son. So I want to pick up the extra controller for that. So we'll see how Christmas turns out for me. Yeah. Yeah, I decided to pick up the an extra controller. You know, like it actually does kind of make sense with uh, Megan and I both playing the PlayStation. Um, that battery definitely like we need it's nice to have like two controllers on on rotation right so that you can have one charging when and that's why the where the charging dock i think would be really really cool it's just like when it's not playing you just like pop it on there and it's it's ready to go when you're when you are so i could see out of the accessories that are available right now definitely picking that up but uh, i want to go back to you adam real quick um because you're the only well i guess we you, you too garrett could add to this um because you i'm the only one that really hasn't been able to experience this 3d audio um mm-hmm. you know i have a seven-year-old sound bar that badly needs to be replaced and even when i hook up bluetooth headphones to my tv or or use my uh very budget astro gaming headset uh and plug it into the dual sense like it it doesn't i like i honestly would rather connect Bluetooth headphones to my TV than listen to through the Astros. Like it sounded tinny and it just Mm. speaks Mm. to like the fact that I spent $60 on a a headset. Right. But um, yeah. So what is your guys' thought? Like, is it, does it sound any different or like, I'll start with you, Adam, because you have like the licensed version. Is it a lot of marketing or does it speak to what they're saying it does? To to be honest, I, don't see a major difference so far, or I don't hear a major difference so far uh, from what I've been playing. So uh, I will say I, I used it pretty frequently when playing Spider-Man. Um, I, I wanted to test it out a good deal while playing that game. I used it for a little bit with uh, Astro's Playroom, but I ran into an issue with that where when I had the headset on, I couldn't blow into the controller for like any microphone related mm-hmm. stuff. I had to blow into um, or talk or, or make a noise loud enough that the microphone in the headset would register. Yeah, I heard so that about was kind this of from, from some other people too. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, didn't opt to use the headset too much during Astro's Playroom, but uh, I think I shouldn't say that there's no no difference or no change. I just feel like it's not, it's not like a... a a game changer. Like it wasn't like, Oh my God, this is a completely new immersive experience. Hmm. Um, it was, it was fine. It it sounds good. Um, but it's not, 
revolutionary. And I don't know if it's maybe just, you know, these games weren't built for that or, um, you know, may, maybe games down the road are going to have better use of it that maybe we'll be able to experience it a little bit better. Or maybe, you know, kind of like Astro's Playroom is is like a nice little tech demo for the controller. Maybe if they had something, um, some sort of comparison that could be made, like this is what it sounds like with regular stereo headphones or whatever. And this is what it sounds like with 3D audio, like something to maybe point out the differences would maybe make me appreciate it a little bit more. Right. Um, I do want to try it with Demon Souls, which I haven't done that yet. Um, so maybe, you know, I'd get a, a little bit of different impressions from that game, but I just haven't tried it yet. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, I, you know, I've, I've used Dolby Atmos on the Xbox One uh, X and now the Series X, and um, I would say that that is doing more... Uh, with the technology than than what the 3D audio has so far on PS5 that I've experienced. Um, Luke can attest to this. A couple weeks ago, we were playing Modern Warfare, which is one of the games that's actually tuned for Dolby Atmos. Like the, you know, the people that worked on the game implemented this. It's not just some uh, software trickery. They, you know, they went in there and actually tuned everything. And in that game, uh, we were playing, and I heard this train off in the distance, and like. I felt like I was in a real setting where I could actually hear this train. Like I could judge how far away the train was. I could hear the train moving, you know, kind of around my head. And it was just a, a really kind of jarring experience, um, with the, with the headset on, um, kind of freaked out a little bit, honestly. Like, this, <laughs> yeah, this, this actually, train just, it was like, quite entertaining. So good. Yeah. You, you, you like you, you, mentioned a couple things that you heard and then like i heard like the train like through just mine and i was like oh i wonder and then as soon as i was thinking like that's when you had like said oh oh my gosh this train sounds it's like it's literally right, right behind me <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean that that right there made me a believer in this technology so i was really excited to you know check it out on the ps5 and kind of echo what you say adam i don't think that there's that much of a profound change so far um seems to me that maybe none of these games were actually, you know, tuned and, and prioritized for the 3D audio and that it's just, you know, some software stuff going on in the background to kind of make those optimizations on the fly or something. Mm -hmm. And um, Spider-Man, you can hear it a little bit. It was it was decent, but definitely not yeah. to the like extent that I heard um, over on the Series X with, with Dolby Atmos. So we'll see. I'm hoping that in the future we get some more games that are actually specifically created with that in mind or you know it's implemented early on and we'll see what they do with it then interesting okay yeah i wanted to ask you guys about that because that was just something that they pushed like really hard um when they announced the console and stuff like that and i would yeah i was just curious to actually get get thoughts on how it is so it sounds like it you know i don't know i guess it it do you, have you tested out the mic on the headset, Adam, in terms of like what you sound in like party? I haven't heard myself. However, uh, I did join a party with my friend, Justin. We were kind of just chatting while we were doing the picture in picture yeah. thing. So we were kind of chatting as we were playing our, our respective games. And uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know what it sounded like on his end, but, right. you know, he yeah. didn't say it sounded like shit. So, yeah, I mean, okay, I, guess yeah. it, I guess it did all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That just crossed my mind, so I was curious about that, but all right. Yeah, it's interesting because that mic doesn't like 
there's not like an actual like arm on the mic, is there? Correct. It's built into one of the the ear cuff things, right, which it. is yeah, how yeah. the uh, the the PlayStation Four yeah. Gold headset was. And uh, I I have heard other people talk through those headsets, and it sounds really good. So cool. Um, if it's at if it at least sounds as good as the PlayStation Four Gold headset, then I I think it would be perfectly fine. I imagine it's probably even a little bit better. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I don't anticipate uh, any issues or complaints with it. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is the console design. We gave our thoughts on it when we saw it, right? When it got its reveal back in the summer. But now that we actually have seen the console up close and and seen how big it is, because <laughs> man, it is big. Like mm-hmm. it's a chonker. Like you'll see scales, right? Like on pictures online and stuff that kind of give you an idea of, okay, sitting beside a banana, I can kind of figure out it looks pretty big, but I mean like it's really big when you, when you do actually pull it out of the box, like it's heavy and it is a, a chunky console and, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it is really, really big, but what do you guys think of the actual design of it now that it's kind of set up how you guys want it in in your entertainment system or whatever? So, Adam, where did you go vertical or horizontal? I can't remember. So I had to go horizontal with it. So I am using the – and thankfully they provide the stand in, in with the system. Mm-hmm. So I initially started – with it horizontal, I put it in like a small rectangular space. Not not small. It's actually a decent size and it's fairly open, open enough that I didn't feel bad about putting it into this little cubby space inside my uh, like TV stand or en- entertainment console or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I had it in there, but I noticed that it was getting warm in there. So I, I had to take it out. Um, there isn't really enough height between the console and the TV, which is mounted on the wall for it to stand up, stand upright because it's just so damn big, um, <laughs> that I still have to keep it horizontal. The thing is an absolute eyesore. Um, whenever it was in the little cubby, it at least wasn't as much of an eyesore because it, it looked like it, it had its own space. Now it's sitting on top of it. It's sort of behind the sound bar that I have. And it just, it looks out of place. It looks chunky. Uh, it looks unwieldy. And um, yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of the design still. And, uh, you know, every time I look at it, I'm reminded of how ugly it is. <laughs> so it's like, part of me is thinking if I cut out the back of that entertainment console and make it uh, a little bit more open, that maybe... I can put it back in there. I just hate to mutilate the thing because I just got it um, and I don't want to destroy it. And then, you know, down the road, if we take it out of there, there's going to be this giant hole. But Mm -hmm. I mean, realistically, is it really going to go anywhere? So I don't know. I I have this sort of uh, internal dilemma about what to what to do with it. (laughs) It's fair enough. Yeah, I'm I, I'm kind of in the middle on on this. Like, I don't hate the design. I don't love it. I just kind of think it's very unique, and it is what it is for me. Um, I have mine vertical. Uh, my top of my entertainment center also has an old CRT TV on it, so that I can play, 
you know NES and Super NES and all that on a yeah. old school TV. Those games just tend to look a little bit better, and so I keep one around. Uh, but because of that, I've got plenty of clearance between the top of the entertainment center and the bottom of the TV on the wall. So uh, wasn't really an issue for me. I pulled the PS4 out, stuck the PS5 where where the uh, PS4 was, and uh, was ready to go. So um, yeah, I, I just. Again, I'm just kind of in the middle on it, I'm kind of indifferent. I think it's an interesting design. It's definitely like nothing else we've ever seen in a console before, and it's definitely very, very large. Um, and that's about all the feelings I really have on it at this <laughs> Fair point. Fair enough, yeah. I I like that it looks like futuristic. I think that's cool. Like things that just look, yeah, futuristic. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like we we embrace like the retro look so much that like i feel like there's not a lot of innovation on making things look like nothing we've seen before so i do got have to give credit to to playstation for or sony to like you know coming up with something and not playing it traditional but yeah, yeah. it's not now that i like look at it all the time i'm it, it got old pretty quick right like the first day it was cool cuz it's this <laughs> shiny new thing but um yeah i put mine vertical right beside my tv uh i'm lucky enough that like my i have a pretty low uh entertainment stand um and i have some cubbies that they could go in that kind of have a a small space like probably two inches um for cables and stuff like that but i didn't think that was going to be enough airflow there so that's why i kept it out and yeah like i have a 50 inch tv and the thing is like half the height of my tv right beside it right so it's like it doesn't look great and it kind of throws off the balance that of everything i'm sure megan doesn't like it um which is you know something that has to be negotiated of course so uh but she's been nice to to let me have it out there now will i be able to keep it out there i don't know i might have to come up with some sort of solution like you adam of putting it down there and trying to create some more airflow but yeah it's uh it also like i i'm i do i am glad for the symmetry of the digital edition when it's standing vertically Mm -hmm. because yeah yeah, and when you have it on the on its side that disc drive like it doesn't really look out of place right but when you do stand it and you have the side side by side comparison, it does look like they just kind of boom, here's a disc yep. drive on the side, right? The d- the design clearly like looks more aesthetically pleasing, you yes. know, with the digital and, edition. Yeah. And that's one of the things I, I wanted to touch on too, is that the, the, the discless version definitely looks more appealing to the eye. Uh, having that just weird extra hump of the, <laughs> you know, the disc drive attached to, uh, this thing just makes it seem, I don't know, it, it just seems very out of place. And the thing that I don't like about it, is, so I have it sitting horizontal, right? But the disk drive is on the bottom. So that extra hump that comes with the, the space where the disk drive is, is on the bottom, which seems like it, it would create more of an imbalance while it's lying flat, mm. uh, which I mean, you know, that's why they have the stand that comes with it, but it just seems like it would maybe balance or or sit a little bit better if the disk drive was kind of up or like on the the upper half of it so mm-hmm. yeah it's I, I don't know i'm afraid that the thing's just gonna wobble right off and and fall down but you know we'll see 
I'm honestly scared of that in the vertical mode too, just because it's so <laughs> tall. It's so tall, yeah. and I'm afraid. Well, it's going to be running through the house and bump the thing, and it's going to wo- wobble and fall yeah. right over. So we'll see. <laughs> On the stand that they give you, like I put it, like I mind you, there's probably instructions. Of course, I didn't read them, but I was like, okay, trying <laughs> to figure out how. I'm like, well, this must slide in here, and I'm like, is that it? Like it just kind of like slides in. Mm-hmm. And kind of clicks, but like it's not like this snappy secured stand like I thought yes. it was gonna be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Having it sitting horizontal, yeah, it 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 kind of it kind of slides into place, but it doesn't click. There's nothing really securing it to it. And I found because I've I've uh, you know unplugged HDMI's and stuff. I you know I sh- I stream off of it, so I'm plugging in one HDMI when I connect it to the TV plugging in a different HDMI cord whenever I'm running it to my capture card. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, like if you just apply a little too much force to the back, it's going to sort of pop it pop off, off of the, yeah. the, the stand. So, I mean, fortunately I'm right there and it's, it's no big deal. I can just kind of put it right back into place, but yeah, it's not very secure at yeah. all, which makes me nervous. Yeah. You guys have the screw in there, right? No. <laughs> Okay, so y'all... He's, he's screwing with us. No, no there's not. no screw. No, you're not, because I a, totally remember watching a video a where there was a screw. Yeah, what? you're right. No, there's, there's not. A screw. Now, in horizontal, I don't know if the screw is something you can use, but in vertical, okay. it slides, you know, the screw is in the base. It kind of like does this weird twist thing. You pull the screw out, and then on the bottom of the console, there's a little plastic tab you pull out. And once you slide that stand on there, then you can get underneath there and screw the screw in there. So the screw is already in the bottom of the console? The screw is inside of the stand. Right, yeah. I don't remember seeing it. You have have to like... like it's hidden, Twist right? It. Yeah, it's it's like a hidden compartment deal. It's, it's right, interesting. I'm going to go look. I'll be okay. right back. Yeah, you, you, you guys keep going. Yeah, yeah once, once we're done recording, I'll definitely have to go... I knew, because, I, uh, yeah, I thought there was an extra step there, because I watched some sort of, like, mm-hmm. unboxing video, or I think it was, yeah, Greg Miller's unboxing video, and he yep. was talking about the stand, and, and I was like, okay, but then however many weeks later it came, and I just, like, forgot all about that, and I was like, man, this, right. like, seems like I'm missing something here. <laughs> yeah, I was confused at first, too, yeah. because I was like, well, where's the screw? It's not, I thought it would be in the bottom of the console, but no, it was hidden in that little compartment. Well, there so. you go. Um, yeah, <laughs> jeez, that's, uh, what can you do though? Um, I'm yeah, glad, seriously. glad you told me about it before it's, uh, <laughs> I found out Toppled the hard over. way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. would have been bad. Well, let's move on to the UI. Um, obviously the, probably the biggest thing that, you know, visually like the big change from the the PlayStation 4, right? Is this overhaul on a new design to the user interface, very similar mm-hmm. to the PlayStation 4 um, in terms of like the tiles, right? But mm-hmm. instead of being kind of in, cent- in the center, they kind of put them in the top left kind of quadrant of your TV. And um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting design that way. And when you hover over a tile, it gives you the big image of the artwork or whatever for the game or whatever you're looking at. Right. Um, and then you got all your basic kind of tiles that are in, that were on the PlayStation four. I think there's a couple in there that aren't, that didn't make its way onto the PlayStation five, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then there's a media tab 
same thing, right? So right. very similar. Um, you know, the I mean, it's really hard to kind of make these UIs something new and exciting mm-hmm. because at this point, there it's always it, we've kind of stuck to that u- user interface that's worked with lots of our digital content, right? Our consoles, Netflix, streaming services, just having the tiles. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it works, right? So why change something that doesn't? But the what do you guys think of just the UI in general? Um, I'll go over to you first, Garrett. Yeah, um, for me, I, I you know, I, I'm kind of of two minds. You know, in one sense, I think it is an upgrade over the PS4. Uh, version it just it's a lot sleeker it's a lot faster it looks nicer uh, but on the other side it has a lot of like things that that they changed that didn't need to be changed from the ps4 ui um, so for instance like to get to kind of your quick menu on the ps4 you would hold down the playstation button well now when you hold down the playstation button that takes you home and to get to the quick menu you have to tap the button so it's like why did you complete guys opposite. swap that? That doesn't yeah. <laughs> doesn't yeah complete opposite. It makes no sense why you would have changed that. Um, and there's there's you know several other little instances of things that I've discovered like that. Um, so it just seems like they're always start over with their UI every generation rather than building on what they had before. They start with kind of the bare minimum of their new idea and then build from there. So it's kind of frustrating in one sense, but again, like I said, I do like the look of it. So um, I think once they kind of like hear hear all the, the the things that people are saying, like what happened here, why did this change, where's this option, that kind of thing, and they kind of get some of that stuff in there and fix things that didn't really need to be changed, um, you know, hopefully it'll kind of smooth itself out a little bit. Um, but again, I think it looks good, and I think it's a nice evolution visually from what we had on PS4. Yeah, I, I think you hit a lot right there, nail on the head. Um, yeah, just the, the faster, sleeker, cleaner. Um, I, I still really enjoy the fact that the, uh, the store is not like a separate app. Like it's just kind of already built yes. into mm-hmm. like the home screen. I think that was a huge improvement because it's just so quick to get in and sort of, you know, browse and look at things. Um, I sort of like the the little quick menu that you can get into when you're in the middle of a game um to just like i don't know take a look at like trophy progress or you can kind of see like you know sync up with whatever mission you're on in a game it'll tell you like how far into it you are maybe give you like a little guide if you're missing something or Mm -hmm. what objective you need to hit so that stuff is really cool uh, I wish it were a little easier. So it'll give you like sort of a list of the, the most recent trophies that you collected. I wish it was a little, unless I'm missing something, but I wish it was easier to get the, to the full trophy list. So no, uh, I don't think you're missing anything. Cause I've had the same yeah. issue. Yeah. That's such a pain. Like it, you know, I can see the, the ones that I just recently got, but it's like, okay, well, what do I have left? What else do I need to get to? And, uh, I basically have to, what? pull up the little quick menu thing, go into my profile, pull up the trophies, mm-hmm. yep. find the game that I want. It's like, there's well, got to be an easier way. All they need yeah. to do is like, even if they just wanted to take the trophies and put it, you know, uh, in that little quick menu. So it's like yeah. right yeah. beside you, just press it, move over a couple icons and 
then you're into yeah, your trophies, so right? When you're looking at your objectives or your most recent trophies, at the very end of that list, even just have like an all trophies button, right? Yeah, exactly. To a mm -hmm. little block to just go in and see the whole list for that game that you're playing. Um, I will say though, they added an option where if a trophy is hidden, like it's a, you know, there's no description or name for it or whatever, uh, you can there's an option that you can still view the details for that trophy. So that was, a, that was on PS4 too. Oh, was it? Yeah. I oh, didn't, I didn't find that. that out until like recently though. And I was like, man, mm -hmm. this would have made trophy hunting on certain games a lot. Easier. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing yeah. on PS4. So yeah, I, I do like that. That's a feature. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think it's good. Like there's really not a whole lot that I just really hate about it. Like it's all fairly well designed. There's just some, some things, quality of life that they could do to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. I don't, I don't think there's anything bad about it. Like, like the Nintendo switch is one that's very simple and clean cut, but there's also a lot of things in there that could be better. Right. That's the biggest mm -hmm. thing. Uh, I still can't believe there's never been, oh, I can cause it's Nintendo, but like the fact that it's still the <laughs> same, um, you know, there's been so many features that people have wanted that just haven't happened. Right. And it would be nice mm -hmm. to, you know, there's such, there's such thing as two bare bones. Right. Um, but there's also too many bells and whistles, which I think Xbox in the past with some of their UI systems have definitely put too much so i think playstation's yeah. like always been in the middle with their ui of like hitting a good balance of everything and i think this is just a continuation of that um i like that it's clean and there's not a lot of clutter i do agree with you guys that it does take a little too long to get to some things but now that i've kind of gone to those things a number of times i kind of it's mindless now right but it's still this step to and process of having to go through them all right so um the um, one yeah go ahead oh sorry no go ahead no 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 go ahead i didn't have i was gonna thought. say I, I know we talked about like the accessories and stuff that we got but i don't think we talked too much yet about the dual sense itself you're right i which is something that, that earlier in the dock and totally breezed by it so yeah let's Let's talk about the dual sense because that I want to get that to before we talk to the console, but uh, <laughs> the dual sense. So, what do you guys think of? Well, first, let's talk about just the the des design and the the shape and feel of the controller because I was I already talked a little bit about it because I was able to get one before launch. But what do you guys think? Yeah, for me, uh, it's my favorite PlayStation controller already easily always been my biggest issue with playstation is i've never really cared for the controller uh the the stick placement is has always been an issue which it still is a little bit for me but i feel like the shape that they've made on the controller makes it a little bit easier for me now um so it's it's a little bit less of a problem um basically they made the controller a little bit bigger and it's got a little bit more of a curve curved fat side to it kind of similar to the xbox one controller so or xbox series i guess now as well um i just really appreciate the fact that it's um so it feels futuristic like you were talking about earlier luke it feels like a new piece of tech and it feels like there's things in here that we haven't seen before with the 
um, you know, the triggers, the adaptive triggers and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, overall, I just, I really enjoy it. Um, we didn't really talk about it much in the Spider-Man review either. Um, was a little disappointed with the, the lack of use in Spider-Man. It felt like there was very, very little use of like the new features. Um, but you know, especially for like Astro. a first party launch game, you would think. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like they hadn't really finalized all that stuff all that well before, uh, these people started working on these games, which is, you know, probably the case to be sure. honest. Um, and so that's probably another reason why Astro goes so hard on really, really selling the, uh, the haptic feedback and the adaptive mm-hmm. triggers and that kind of stuff is just because there's not from my experience, from what I've you know played so far, I haven't really experienced much as far as those new features goes outside of Astro. So, uh, but when they're used right, I'm really on board to kind of see what what developers can come up with because uh, Astro did a really good job with showing things off, and I think there's a lot of interesting and unique ideas that could be had with it. So, yeah, I I would echo that this is my favorite PlayStation controller. Um, I actually have it here in my hand right now because it was at my desk while I was uh, playing some Demon Souls earlier. And I think it's it's really good. I, I my only complaint, and this is coming from someone that like I have, I'd say probably average to just maybe slightly above average size hands. And I I feel like the controller is just a little too big. I think they could have just condensed the size just a hair to make it a little bit more comfortable. Um, but the buttons all feel really good. Joysticks feel good. Um, the the lighting. Um, they that they have around the uh the touchpad is is much more well implemented than that big disgusting light bar they had on the the dual shock 4 mm-hmm. uh the the adaptive triggers are uh way cooler than i anticipated them to be to be yeah. honest like i thought it was just going to be kind of like this gimmick thing like but i can already tell like there's going to be so many great uses for the the adaptive triggers so i can't wait to see you know how some some games use it. I've heard some really good things about Call of Duty, uh, how every gun essentially feels different when you shoot it because of the adaptive triggers. It's just slightly mm-hmm. different for every single gun. So I'm not really much of a shooter. I don't know that I'll ever really get to experience that, but it sounds great. Um, the uh, the way that they use the vibration, like this is like. H what did what did Nintendo call it? Was it HD Rumble? HD Rumble, yeah. Yeah. So the way they they kind of take that and like f- kind of bring it full circle, right? The HD Rumble and this is incredible. It's another thing that Astro's Playroom really showed off very well. But the way it uses not only the rumble but the sounds from the controller to kind of change the way that rumble feels, right? So. Um, one one of the things was is sort of just like a, a little clicking uh, motion, you know, right? If it was just the rumble, maybe it wouldn't necessarily feel like a click, right? But the the way the sound comes out of the controller makes that click sound. The way those two things work together kind of tricks your brain mm-hmm. into thinking that it's it's you know there's a, a physical thing in the controller making that yeah. that each individual click. And uh, it was just, it's really well done. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the, you know, the, the additional uses that they can find for that within games. Uh, hopefully they can outside of, you know, little games like Astro's Playroom. But uh, 
just to kind of round it out, the one thing I'd say I, I, I kind of don't like about it, just kind of going back to the, the, the design, I will say the two-tone color scheme has grown on me. I know when they showed it off over the summer, I was kind of like, like this looks ugly with the two tones. <laughs> just give me a black controller. Um, it has grown on me. However, where the, uh, where the white pieces meet the black is not fully flush. And uh, at times I find that as I'm playing, it sort of digs into my hands a little bit. Um, so it's, it, it can kind of get a little uncomfortable because it's not completely flush. Um, but the, design itself and the two-tone yeah it it's definitely grown on me overall like i said it's it's my favorite playstation controller and kind of rivaling um you know for favorite controller like of all time pretty much so um good job for for them for doing that yeah yeah the, the controller is really solid um actually having a chance to play with it as opposed to holding it for two weeks <laughs> before I actually got to, <laughs> to use it. Yeah, you guys are totally on point when you talk about the Astro and even just kind of when it starts in the game, right? And it pulls you through the different features and it shows you the triggers and the microphone and all that. But when you test out those adaptive triggers for the first time, it is pretty incredible like i ran to the other room to get Meg to like feel it she didn't even see what was happening on screen but she's like oh wow that's cool right and yeah i do hope it's something that is utilized more i'm really interested in checking out call of duty uh i will probably get that maybe when it drops in price but i uh i want to try that out because that matches you know the purpose for those things really really greatly so um yeah it's uh I don't think I've, I think the only other time I've experienced it was, no, I didn't experience it. Meg said that in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, there are these big kind of like crossbows that you can use. Um, they're at like uh, forts and stuff like that. And you can use them as like a weapon. They're like stationary. And she said that when you fire those, you can, it utilizes the adaptive triggers for that. So mm. I'm curious into actually filling that for myself, but, um, yeah, I just hope third party developers use it. Right. Cause that was the thing with like the touchpad, even though the touchpad isn't that cool of an idea to begin with. Right. <laughs> it, it only really was used in first party games otherwise it was just a big map button right dedicated map button yep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um yeah I, I i really like it too um i do have to admit i haven't gotten all the way through astro which sounds crazy because it's so short but because i missed that weekend i was trying to catch up and, and play spider-man and stuff so i only got to to fool around with a bit but i'm you know once i get that I, i'm sure i'll uh, get give more impressions on uh, all the features because that game totally shows off all of it to its fullest. Yeah. So, for sure, there's one thing I want to call out in Astro that was so far probably my favorite use of the adaptive trigger. So, there's like these sections where you're climbing as a monkey and mm -hmm. you'll occasionally come across uh, basically you're just using your two different uh, triggers to control each arm and you tilt the controller either way to kind of make their arms reach up to these. Um, you know, like rock climbing walls, kind of those little, uh, you know, artificial looking rocks. Well, you know, you'll get to every once in a while, one of those handholds 
is like cracked and if you pull the trigger all the way it shatters the rock and you fall but if you pull it just until it you know gives you that that feedback you're safe and so when they put a couple of those in a row that really is tricky to kind of get through you're twisting the controller you're trying to pull the trigger but not too hard and so far that was like the most like immersive use of the the technology Mm. that i've i've experienced i think well let's talk a little bit about games uh I think let's start with Astro because we were already talking about it, but what do you guys think of that? It like, it's definitely more than a tech demo, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's used as a tech demo to show off that dual sense, but there's like a full fledged 3d platformer game there with mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, charm and a lot of little Easter eggs um, scattered everywhere, right? PlayStation stuff, not just, playstation first party stuff there's third party stuff um in some of the levels as well and yeah like i was actually really surprised on the amount of detail that was put into that game i thought it was going to like everyone said it was in the previews was really cool but then when you i actually booted it up and started exploring i haven't even explored at all um i was really impressed by that what did you guys think yeah, I mean, you asked my son, this is Game of the Year 2020. Uh, he's been <laughs> nice. playing the crap out of it, uh, and I enjoyed it quite a bit as well. It was my first platinum trophy, pretty easy platinum. Uh, took about four or five hours, not not anything crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just for a free pack-in game and also kind of a tech demo, it's really uh, quite a good chunk of game, um, you know, like, previous pack-in titles on systems have usually been like a puzzle game or something, you know, very simple. Um, and you know, sometimes I don't even come with anything like the, the switch had nothing, you know, you boot that up and you, you're not playing anything unless you bought something. So I, I thought it was more substantial than I even expected. Um, you know, I, it kind of looked like it was a full game and then people said, no, it's more of a tech demo. And then, uh, you know, I just kind of thought, it's going to be somewhere in between, which it is, but it definitely feels more of a, a game to me than, than anything else. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think everyone should play through it. Everyone should platinum it. There's no reason not to. It's it's short enough, and everything that you do in the game is, is enjoyable and a really good, again, showcase for the, the DualSense and the features of that. Yeah, it's, it's an adorable game. It's a nice little 3D platformer. Um, you know, no super crazy mechanics, but it does use, you know, every facet of the technology inside the controller, which is really neat. Um, you know, so it, it, it exists, you know, as a tech demo, but it does transcend that right in the same way that uh, Wii Sports transcended itself as a tech demo, because that's essentially what it was, you know, using mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. full extent of the Wii remote to you know, show you what all it's capable of and, you know, but it was also a game in its own right and a very popular one at that. And that was a pack-in. So uh, I think having pack-ins that, you know, can not only show off what the system can do, but to also provide uh, a great entertainment experience, like they they nailed it. Like it was a re- just a really good, fun, cute game filled to the brim with nostalgia. It was crazy. Um you know, I, I don't want to spoil anything for you, Luke. Did you complete any of the areas, like any of the levels? Uh, just uh, 
GPU and I think that's it. I like I only played for like an hour. Okay. Yeah. Did you so make it the about... whole way through, like all the way to the end of that GPU that level? Yeah. 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 So you get to the end, right? And I think in that one, it, it basically like as you're walking into the final area, it it plays like the startup theme of the the PS4. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, that's that's great. So it's just little things like that, you know, all the little like artifacts that you can pick up that um, are from like previous generations, mm-hmm. like the controllers and like peripherals and stuff that they had. Uh, they just pack in so much of that. And then, of course, like as you pr- like play through the levels, there's the little bots that are kind of dressed up as, you know, characters from mm-hmm. from uh, games. Like when I saw uh and it happens quite early on. There was there was a little bot, and you're you're walking through some mud, and there's one of the bots. He's uh, dressed up like, gosh, what's his uh, from Death Stranding? Was it Sam? Yeah, Sam Porter. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam Porter. That's it. Yeah, dress Sam Porter. He's got the the thing on, you know, the backpack with the the boxes mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. He's got a little BB on him too, <laughs> and I'm like, it just. I'm like, this is the best game ever. Like just watching the little bot and being a little Sam Porter. Um, so it's just little cool stuff like that. That was like, that was a get hype moment for me when I was playing the yeah. game. Cause man, like, you know, we've, we've talked death stranding to death. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just the, the way they put those cute little details in there um, were just great. And just, you know, so much nostalgia packed in there that, um, it was it was wild, you know. You collect currency, and there's a little gotcha machine, and mm-hmm. and that was a really cool uh, way to to show off the adaptive triggers too, because you yeah. really mm-hmm. feel, you know, you're you're pulling the lever and you grab the ball, and you're essentially like crushing it to open it, and you're feeling the different resistances with those, and um, yeah, it was just it, it was just really great. They really showed off what what this can do, and I really hope third parties learn to implement these things well into their games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can't wait to play more of it because I, I know I'm missing out. I've heard nothing but good things, but I wanted to, like I said, get miles Morales out of mm-hmm. the way. And I, uh, I, I went into Valhalla because Megan really wanted me to play it. Cause she had already <laughs> been playing it for a while. And so I am going to have that beat by next episode. So I'll, you know, I'll probably have a platinum because, like you said, Garrett, easy platinum for anyone mm. looking for an excuse to get uh, a platinum trophy. So, so we did a whole episode on Spider-Man Miles Morales, so we don't need to talk about that game. But mm-hmm. I wanted to talk a little bit. I'm just looking at the time, uh, so we can't go too long. But we'll we'll for sure next week be because we're gonna have a regular episode next week. I think we're gonna be talking about our game award predictions, and we'll also have a whole slot of time to just catch you up on what we've been playing. Cause we all three of us have been playing like multiple games. Um, mm-hmm. And so we'll just kind of like go back and forth on that then. But yeah, let, let's maybe we can touch on some of the, the games we've checked out. So like I said, I've only played Spider-Man Astrobot and I have played Valhalla uh, real quick. I don't want to take up too much time talking about Valhalla cause it is going to be a long game. It's like probably 70 hours long um, and so I'll probably talk about it in a, in more depth, uh, in the coming weeks, but it's a really solid game. It's like a lot like Odyssey, um, the Odyssey, sorry, origins first, um, but Odyssey continued that kind of 
change up for the Assassin's Creed games being more like a Western RPG. And it was the best thing that franchise ever did because I really enjoy those games on how they play now. So it basically is doing everything that Odyssey did, but it doesn't have as much fat there, right? The map is way smaller. There is like that was the Odyssey had a huge map was which was extremely impressive but it was humongous so like it was a little intimidating um Valhalla a much more small smaller space to kind of roam around uh there's kind of two spots there's England and Norway uh, you're playing as like this Viking so the game starts in no- Norway and you you basically are moving to England to to settle there and um it does give you that option though, where you can just fast travel back to Norway, uh, and because there is st- other side stuff to do in Norway, uh, I've been kind of mainlining it for the most part, doing some side stuff, and the what's really cool is it has this kind of camp builder um, where it's not like super in depth where you can like terraform and and pave paths and stuff like that, but you basically start your settlement in England and you get the opportunity to kind of uh, upgrade your blacksmith shop um, and there's lots of different kind of things within the settlement that you can add to it and you can kind of decorate it you collect decorations that you can kind of put in your camp so there's this kind of like camp builder like attached to the regular assassin's creed gameplay loop right like you're hitting synchronization points still um there's lots of side quests. There's like just random encounters with people in the world that will take you off and you'll do little side quests there. Um, there instead of like where Odyssey had like kind of like big battles that you could do, they replaced that with raids. So basically you get in your Viking ship and you storm the beach of like some settlement and just raid the place, kill the soldiers um you can't kill any civilians i did try (laughs) uh it will actually tell you like the the assassin's creed like desynchronization will occur if you kill civilians or whatever i was like well fine then i'm not really (laughs) pillaging this place if uh i'm not killing these innocent uh um people right but no it's uh it's cool because you throw torches on these buildings to burn them down um there's your your typical enemies and then they usually have some uh enemies that are more boss like a little tougher to beat and yeah that's your kind of way of gaining supplies to put back into your settlement um and then you also build alliances and stuff because you're kind of like a foreigner to the land like you're constantly trying to build alliances and uh team up with other settlements and other vikings other um english people um so yeah, it's it's really fun. I think it's probably like so far it's been the best Assassin's Creed game I've played. Um, now in, in the modern era, I guess like I can't you can't really compare them to the previous games, but mm-hmm. um, I like it a lot more than Odyssey. I think it's a really beautiful looking uh, game. The lighting is incredible, especially with like the the landscapes um, in like the fields and it's uh the trees like it the the world just feels less of like a copy and paste open world like everything kind of i've come across feels like unique like i'll come across this tree that's like no other trees 
around it that I can see look like this tree, like this tree was put here for like a specific reason, right, to add to this environment. So they did a, a lot of work in making it and feel like, you know, the UK and especially in that era. So yeah, I, uh, Garrett, you've actually had a chance to play a little bit. I think I'm a little further ahead. I think I'm about 10 hours yeah. in, uh, you're a little mm-hmm. earlier, but what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I'm echoing everything you've said. I didn't play. I mean, I played like the first 30 minutes of Odyssey and I was like, Oh, this game's big. I don't have time for this right now. So, um, I really don't have much to compare to the last Assassin's Creed that I really put any time into was Assassin's Creed two. So it's been a while and those games, like you said, are nothing alike. So, um, yeah, I've enjoyed what I've played so far. Um, I'm playing on Xbox just, uh, so that we can, uh, clear that up real quick because the main issue I'm having so far is there's this screen tearing issue going on that it seems to only be affecting Xbox series X version. And, uh, it's not a huge issue most of the time, but when it starts happening, it seems to continue. And it's like, I don't, I don't know if it's like a restart doesn't really seem to help. Usually it's just kind of like it happens for a little bit and then it stops. And so, um, it's really my only issue so far with the game has been that one technical thing. Uh, everything else has been super fun. I've been kind of taking it a little bit slower and just kind of, um, you know, exploring things from point to point, uh, you know, following the story, but just kind of, uh, you know, making my way there casually and uh, getting off the beaten path a little bit every now and then. I was telling the guys that in our group chat that I uh, found this super, like, high-level enemy inside of a cave, and, like, he asked me to get in a battle with him and... Uh, if I would, if I could beat him, he would give me like, he was like a disgraced warrior and he wanted to have one last good fight. And then, you know, me to kill him, I guess, essentially, which was, uh, quite the task. He was very difficult. Um, played for about an hour, resetting the save over and over and over again, finally, finally got him down. So, um, that kind of, you know, the case of just, you know, making your own fun with these kind of games, which is something I like to do with an open world game. And so, yeah, um, I'm only about, I think I said five hours in five or six, something like that. So, uh, not quite as far as Luke, I'm not even out of Norway yet. So, um, I'll have more impressions on that probably next episode or whenever we, we've got some more time to talk about what we've been playing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The one last thing, it's similar to Odyssey, Adam, you'll, you'll know this cause you play Odyssey in it takes about five, six hours before the actual title screen mm-hmm. of like Assassin's Creed yeah. comes out. So it's a very long <laughs> prologue, yeah. like or prologue. Obviously, Norway is kind of acting as like setting up this game's big, huge narrative that they're trying to to start. So yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on to another game. Uh, let's move to Demon's Souls because both you guys have played it. Adam, you've been streaming it the last little mm-hmm. while. So let's yeah. turn it over to you first, Adam. What do you think? You're you're all, all, also the, out of the three of us, the most into these types of games. So thoughts? I love it. It's, uh, it's so good. I'm having such a blast with it. I think part of it too is, um, you know, the fact that I am streaming it and kind of sharing the experience with you guys coming in and, checking it out. I have a, a little death counter. So every time I die, it's, you know, ticking up. I think I'm up to like 12 now, um, which I feel like isn't too bad because I have beat the first three bosses. So, I mean, just to give an idea of how far in I am, um, three of those deaths happened very early on and were uh, gravity related. 
um, <laughs> which we had a pretty funny clip rolling around of me. My very first death in the game was in uh, the Nexus, a place where there's zero combat, <laughs> and I'm just kind of kind of dicking around um, in that area for a little bit. I see a couple treasures that catch my eye, and I'm like, well, maybe, you know. Um, so I jump down. There's just like this little ledge underneath this very tall platform that I'm on, and I jump down onto it. And I remember before I was able to vault uh, over a wall, so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to climb back up, and everything will be fine. And the game wouldn't let me climb back up. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what. So I'm pushing my buttons. Uh, I I tapped circle, which is the like the roll button, except when you just tap it and not holding a direction, you just do a, a hop backwards. So I hopped backwards off of the platform I was on and I plummeted. And the amount of time it took for me to hit the bottom, just it, it felt like forever. I'm just like, no. <laughs> it's like i couldn't get back up (laughs) so there was a there was a couple deaths um that were the result of gravity um so i've been i've been calling it gravity souls but yeah then um you know i reached an area where i kind of kept dying a lot of it was my own fault you know if i was just playing a little bit more cautiously or um you know, a, a little bit more meticulously, I probably could have got through without as many deaths. But, you know, um, I was just having so I've just been having fun with it. So it's like I, I've I've escaped with my life with some very close calls, a couple uh, enemy ambushes that, that came after me. I got trolled a couple times today uh, by some some interesting architecture in <laughs> uh, the area that I, that I'm currently in. And um yeah, it's just it, it's been a lot of fun. I will say it is probably I know Miles Morales looks really good. It's probably the prettiest game uh, that you can get on PS5. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I mm-hmm. do recommend. You know, we kind of talked a little bit about performance versus fidelity with with Miles Morales. This is a game I would definitely choose performance on. the uh, The smoothness, the FPS, I think is is totally worth it. And it still looks amazing. Like I feel like with Miles Morales, there was a uh, a noticeable drop in you know textures and uh, just visual quality. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't feel that way with with Demon Souls. It still looks amazing, and having those extra frames, uh, the smooth gameplay, really lends itself well to the play style of this game or the gameplay loop of this game. So. Highly recommend that style, whereas I preferred uh, the fidelity mode on Miles Morales a little bit better. But yeah, just having an absolute blast. It's been a while since I really enjoyed a Souls-like game, so I'm I'm really digging this one. Yeah, uh, I'm, again, not as far as Adam is into uh, Demon Souls, but I'm really enjoying it as well. Uh, for context, I've beaten the first boss, and I made it all the way to the second one, but... I uh, got my butt kicked a couple times and was out of time for playing. So um, next time I boot it up, I'll I'll have a boss ready to uh, to meet my wrath. But um, yeah, it's just the first Souls game I've ever really gotten into. Um, I've tried Dark Souls before. I've tried Bloodborne, but like not like mm. a legit college try. Just kind of like uh, <laughs> well, let me see what this is about, and just kind of dipped out pretty quickly. So not gonna judge it on that either. Um, but yeah. Demon Souls really cool. Uh, like you said, the the graphics are incredible. I would agree that I I think that it looks better than than Miles Morales. Um, 
But yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add just because I, you know, haven't put nearly as much time, I don't think, as Adam has yet. Um, but, and I know we're a little pressed for time tonight. So again, I think I'll uh, kind of gather my thoughts a little bit more after I've played a little bit more of the game and, and have some more impressions next time that we talk. For sure. Yeah, there. The, another game I want to talk about uh, is Bug Snacks. Obviously, I don't think everyone's we get... talking about Bug Snacks. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, I don't think we'll have enough time today to talk about it. But um, I also haven't had a chance to play it on PS5 yet. I did get the the copy on PS4 before launch, uh, which I talked about a couple episodes ago. So now I'm going to be interested in seeing how my first couple hours with that game compare on the two consoles. Uh, see if I can notice those technical improvements and stuff. I so. am very interested to hear the uh, comparisons between the two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm really interested in hearing what your guys' thoughts on that because I feel like that's one game that I don't know how... I think I know Garrett's stance on it because you, you've given a couple comments on it, but you, Adam, like, I have no idea if you hate this game, love it, <laughs> and so I'm interested in it's, knowing... It's growing knowing. on me. Yeah? I didn't okay. I didn't really like it at first, but it, it's it was slow at first, and then it's, it's kind of started to yeah. pick up, and it's grown on me, so... I know, Garrett, you said that it's not uh, your cup yeah, of tea... I, Per se. Didn't didn't seem like it, but again, I I didn't put a whole ton of time into it. Maybe hour and a half or so, and yeah. so um, I definitely want to give it more time and and see what I sure. think about it before I give a full judgment on yeah. it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so we'll talk we'll talk about that one next time. I I really like it. I just I love weird ass games like that. That's just like kind of it, it fits with my personality a lot. So um, I can't wait to to actually play more. And see all the different bug snacks because every new one that you come across, it's like I laugh because it's just like a really <laughs> terrible pun, punny name that like is <laughs> mm-hmm. really bad. Some are like, man, that's a stretch in that name. Like you just kind of yeah. like, like some of them, it's like it makes sense for this snack to be this kind of bug, right? Like a spider or whatever. Like the the design is smart. And others, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting choice, but <laughs> I appreciate the try on that one. <laughs> bunger is my favorite. I just, yes. when you get close enough, <laughs> bunger, 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 yeah. bunger, bunger. Like it, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Bunger? <laughs> God, they're, they're so funny. Um, any other games you guys wanted to quickly mention before we just kind of get into our closing thoughts, maybe talk about those features that we really wanted to highlight one more time. No, I think that's pretty much all, all I had played. Okay. Yeah. Besides some PS4 backwards compatible stuff that, you know, I just booted up to try out, which everything runs fine as far as everything I've tested is, uh, when that it comes to those games, but yeah, nothing else uh, PS5 wise for me to okay, share. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I do want to check out backwards compatibility with a couple games uh, for things like load times and stuff. I think that would be interesting to see because obviously it's it's a PS4 game. It's going to look pretty much the same and play how mm-hmm. you remember, but stuff like that I would like to, to kind of compare. I will say uh, Fall Guys did not boot up any quicker for me than it did on a ps4 mm. which i was a little bummed about um yeah. you know maybe it's something that will get patched later on um but so far uh no no changes there gotcha mm. yeah. that could be a server connectivity right, thing yeah. as well who yeah. knows on that one but yeah that's interesting all right uh so closing thoughts and remarks so um i'll go first i guess so obviously 
this is a console that you can't really like review a console and it's like said and done, right? Like this is going to be an evolving thing in the coming months. We're going to continue talking about this sometime down the road. We're going to get a big update, right? And that it's going to change it. So I'm excited to kind of see how the PlayStation five grows from launch. Um, but overall, I think like it's, uh, it's lineup is incredible. There's no denying that. Um, some really awesome games for a launch lineup of a console. Like honestly, if you look at some launch lineups previous, like this one stands out as very impressive. So I got to give PlayStation credit to that. Um, in terms of everything else, like that we've talked about in the show, you know, the, the design and stuff are all kind of like nitpicky things. Like, Cause at the end of the day, it is the games that matter the most above everything. And I do think that that, really needs to to be said right like that i like i just blows my mind that when especially with demon souls i think when that game was announced as a launch title alongside miles morales already i was like man even if they just had miles like that would have been okay that's their big game Mm -hmm. to lead with Mm -hmm. but two really like good games games that like reviewed really well and a lot of people are really impressed with is really really good so Mm-hmm. A lot of people um, seem to really like Sackboy too. Um, yeah, yep. I'm I'm really hoping to try that out. It's another thing that's on my Christmas list because um, again, it's one of those ones I'd like to play with family. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's on my radar. But yeah, a lot of people seem to really like it. So I mean, chalk that up or you know add that to the list of great yeah. launch titles for sure. And I should mention if you have PlayStation Plus and you have not gotten bug snacks yet, you should probably do that because we're at the end of the month and they've already announced next month's games. I can't remember what they are. I think it's Rocket Arena, which is like a EA game, kind of Fortnite clone, mm-hmm. uh, Just Cause 4, which is a PS4 version. And I don't know what the other game is, but at any rate, make sure you redeem that. Um yeah, overall, I think it's it's very impressive. I'm glad that I have no regret in buying it. Um, I'm still a little like concerned of like, will something go wrong? Right? We've uh, we never really talked about it on the show, but I did have a system crash, and I don't know if that was because of Miles or because of the console. Um, but other than that, I've had no issues. I was putting my PlayStation Five into rest mode pretty much every day until recently. Um, cause there was that report that it was bricking consoles and there was a fix and I never encountered it, but you know, it, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just when I, you always take a risk, right. When you're buying a console at launch of like, what could go wrong, right? We've been burned before, um, with that red ring of death. Right. So yeah. you never know. Um, but yeah, I, I really like it. Like the controller, I've lots of nothing but really good things to say about it. Honestly, um, I haven't really come across anything that I don't like. All of it's just kind of like preference, opinion-based stuff that really doesn't interrupt my my gameplay. So it doesn't change my opinion on the, the console as a whole. So, um, yeah. How about uh, you, Adam? Yeah, I I think it's great. I've really enjoyed uh, what I've played so far. You know that the several launch games that I've played, Bug Snacks, uh, Astro, Miles Morales, Demon Souls. Again, just reiterating, really good launch lineup. And and there's still games out there that uh, I want to to play that I haven't yet played. So 
uh, really solid. Um, just real quick, the picture in picture mode is super cool. You know, if you have some friends, you guys are, you know, playing uh, different games online and share your screen. It's, you know, seemed a little gimmicky, but it's actually kind of neat. I had fun with it. We had a good time testing it out. Um, DualSense controller is, is fantastic. Um, you know, just the, you know, the, the sort of helpful hints that they have with some of the games to overcome certain objectives. Uh, so there's a lot of really good features. The UI, like we talked about, nice, clean, fast. There's really nothing to not like. And and like you said, Luke, I have zero regrets over purchasing it. Uh, I got the disc version. I have yet to, to have a disc to put in it. Um, so we'll see if that gets used down the line or if maybe I should have saved the 100 bucks and got the all digital. But um, I think it'll be nice to have the option Um so so yeah, I mean, really really great. Uh, if if you're able to if you're able to get one, that's awesome. Don't give up hope if you haven't been able to get one. Just uh, don't buy from scalpers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, that's you know I look forward to talking a little bit more about games like Demon Souls and Bug Snacks and stuff like that. I, it's gonna make for for some real fun conversations. It's gonna be uh, a great generation ahead of us. Definitely. Great generation and a great end of the year here as we roll into like game of the year discussions and <laughs> yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. It's going to be a tough one. But yeah, I mean, I basically just kind of echo the same thing you guys have said, you know, minor, you know, annoyances aside with, you know, some of the UI stuff, um, uh, you know, things being switched around and things like that. I mean, launch lineup is probably, if not the best ever for a console, definitely, you know, up there, uh, top one or two. Um, as far you know, probably with the switch, I think we would have hey, to throw the switch. Don't disrespect knack. <laughs> uh, knack, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, just overall, it's uh, again agree with you guys that don't regret the purchase. Um, this is my first time ever buying a PlayStation console brand new. Um, you know, usually I tend to wait and and buy them, you know, pre-owned from GameStop or something like that, or get one from a friend or something, and. Uh, this time I was like, you know what? I, I enjoyed my PlayStation 4 a lot this generation. I'm going to give give him the chance this time, and I'm, I'm glad that I did. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do with the new technologies of the DualSense and hopefully see a little bit more out of the 3D audio. And hmm. I think we're on the right path as it goes for now, though. So just looking forward to seeing what they can do this generation and how they can really push the hardware. And I okay. can't understate how awesome the fast load times are, like yes. for booting yeah. up the console and booting in the games, and uh, you know, in, in Demon Souls, when you die, you're you're basically right back in it. Like you don't have those long load screens. Like just mm-hmm. uh, can't again can't understate how great that is. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. And that I was joking on our Miles Mor- Morales review that. Uh, I encountered a couple soft locks where I couldn't progress. And so having to close the application, like start it up again, like wasn't an issue because it was so quick. Yeah. Like I, it, it was like 18 seconds and I'm already playing again. So yeah, it's, it's, it's trivial now. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I do wish one last thing. I do wish there was some sort of uh, quick resume function that Xbox has that I haven't yeah. been able to experience that myself yet. Um, Gary, you'll, you'll get a chance to talk about Xbox next week, but mm-hmm. that is something that I do think it sounds like PlayStation missed the mark because 
Um, I think you can have two apps kind of queued up at a time. So maybe it's not like the, what is it? Xbox can do like six. Um, Yeah, I think it is two or something like that. But I guess like, I, I, what we did, you, you had, do you have two profiles on the Xbox, Garrett? Two profiles? Yeah. Like, I don't, I haven't loaded my sons up on there yet. Gotcha. Cause I would be interested, cause like me and Megan are always like signing in and out, right? And if I'm yeah. playing Miles Morales and like she boots up Assassin's Creed, it kind of like closes applications and stuff. So sure. I'd be curious if like the Xbox with its quick resume, like, if I, you know what I mean? Like if Meg went in and just booted yeah. up her game that she was playing, it like picks up anyways, conversation was, for another yeah. time, I guess. But that's, oh, that's something I'll test before we talk about yeah. it. So cool. So obviously we'll be talking a lot about the PlayStation five in the coming weeks. We still have lots of games to talk about that. We didn't get a chance to talk about today. We have cyberpunk coming up, um, which I still don't know if I'm getting on PS5 or PC. I, like we were talking about that last night, but um, if you want the ray tracing, you gotta get it on PC. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the requirements are so high too. It's yeah, yeah, it's gonna be wild. So, yeah, that that's gonna wrap it for our PlayStation Five review. So I want to thank everyone for checking out this special episode of Games Are Fun. It would mean the world to us if you could retweet, share this episode with someone who you think you would who you think would enjoy it new listeners are always welcome to the show like i said this is a special episode we typically stick to news discussions in our regular episodes make sure to follow the show on twitter at games are fun pod and on facebook at facebook.com slash games are fun podcast and instagram at games are fun pod and we also have a page for our store at games are fun merch we have a discord server where we have conversations daily everything from video games, food, fantasy, football, and more. So to join that, just head to invite.gg slash games are fun, or just click the link that's in this show's description. Garrett and Adam, thank you guys for joining on this PS5 review. Sorry for having to cut it short. We probably could have gone another hour and talked about lots of things that we didn't get to today, but uh, I appreciate you guys making the time to, to talk about it. So Adam, where can people keep up with you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitch and Twitter at AdamPalooza85. You can come check out my Demon Souls streams. Um, and, you know, on Twitter, I'll uh, try and make sure that I post ahead of time when I'm going to be streaming. So, uh, you know, when, when that's going to be popping up. So, Perfect. Garrett? I am on Twitter at LP Panther. You can follow me on Twitter at LukeAllenArm and on Twitch.tv slash LukeTheLama. Hopefully going to be doing some streaming next week. Maybe some World of Warcraft. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. That has been the PlayStation 5 review episode. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week.